everyone. This is Jelena from Amazonia PPC. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Michael Weir uh, from InventoryBoss.com. I uh, listened to his course on inventory management, and I thought it was super brilliant, and I wanted to invite him over to our podcast so that he shares some of his wisdom with us. Michael, thank you for being my guest, and welcome to the show. Uh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jelena. Of course. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about so, yourself? Uh, well, I am. I've been an Amazon seller for uh, since 2013. Uh, before that, I was in um, inventory, not inventory management, but I was in the, the, the Forex. I was in internet marketing, have been for over 10 years. Before that, I was a, a, a civil litigator and um, I was a, a, an asbestos uh, plaintiff's attorney for. Uh, a decade or so, and um, that became a, a real grind, and I was looking for a way out, and um, found online marketing, and then in 2013 found uh, Amazon, and jumped in with both feet, and haven't looked back since, and that's that's how I that's how I got into this business. Beautiful. Um, a lot of people find themselves in Amazon FBA and never want to look back at all because they were so successful. Um, what were some of the, ma the main challenges you faced as an Amazon seller? Well, the, the thing that, that we found, which was awesome, was that there was so much training. Um, I'm part of ASM2, and we all got in and, and um, you know, found the same products, a lot of us. Um, but went through and, and went to mastermind groups and, and different seminars and, and attended webinars and learned all the, the things you need to know to become successful. You know, PPC as you know, and, and um, listing optimization and, and SEO and, you know, later manage that, all the cool things you need to build your business. And we jumped in with both feet, like I said, and um, we grew pretty quickly. And the next challenge that we had was managing, you know, three different factories, two different ports, different, you know, purchasing times. And all of a sudden we realized you know, it's, it's, it's an online marketing business, but boy, it's got a it's kind of a retail component to it, a logistics component to it that we couldn't find any teaching before. We couldn't, we couldn't go to a webinar or a seminar or, or take a course on how to, how to manage it. We, we saw all sorts of courses and trainings on how to build our business, but nothing taught us how to run it, you know, profitably, as profitably as we can. We found that we were bleeding a lot of profits out around the edges uh, just because we would, you know, maybe over order sometimes and type our capital and, and take extra storage fees, you know, that were taken out of our profits or we wouldn't order enough or order on time and we'd run out of inventory. So you go through, you know, most of the people on your podcast know you could, you could do all the great launch things, um, you know, giveaways, coupons, um, search, click, buy, all those things that people are doing to, to, you don't have enough inventory, you run out. You know, your listing vanishes, you lose your ranking. Um, when you finally do get inventory back in again, you know, you gotta build it back up again. You lost your, you lost your momentum. And so it was a challenge for us to get that figured out so that we would have a, just a smooth running logistics back into our business. And so I started looking around for anyone that could teach this to me. I couldn't find it. So what I did was, I kind of took a step back and I've got a business degree in finance and I thought, man, I, I got to figure this out. And so I've started 
actually I live in a university town, and so I, I went to uh, the local uh, university bookstore, found out you can get a, a college degree in inventory management and, and supply mm -hmm. logistics. <clears throat> I bought textbooks, and then I talked to professors, and I I took um, I went to seminars that had nothing to do with Amazon and everything to do with you know warehouse management and logistics, and I I put together a system and started showing some of my seller friends and we kind of worked on it and did some trial and error. And before we knew it, we, we just called it the, the system. Mm -hmm. And it, it boiled down to a seven step algorithm where um, we run our products through these seven steps and we really streamlined our operations, tightened it up very well. And now we, we just, we don't have any core management problems. We just have, you know, we have a system that, that um, lays a foundation for our entire business so we can scale knowing down to the unit um, what we need to order when we need to order it how um, we time our orders all these things and that's that's what came out of uh, all that all that effort and research mm -hmm. beautiful you have tested and so, it and so now what I have is and so we've tested it and then once we had it figured out um, you know it was it was first a whole bunch of spreadsheets and uh, we realized later that Spreadsheets alone, they can just, spreadsheets alone are difficult to run a large business with because mm -hmm. um, what, I, what, I, what I say to people is it's like a two-dimensional tool that you're using to solve a three-dimensional puzzle. And there's so many dynamic moving parts in an Amazon business that what you really need is data. And so we went from spreadsheets to where we, we built out a, a very large database and then we put the, the programming, the spreadsheets on top of that data and we can run queries. And so we took our seven steps and took them off the spreadsheets into a program, put that program on top of a database that we can draw data from Amazon's MWS API. And uh, now um, you can run 10 products, you can run a thousand products, and you just you pull the data right out of the database and, and the whole system is done um, in a program we, we now call Inventory Boss. And Inventory Boss is the thing that uh, was the final result in in this project, and what 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 brought this about was once we started doing well, and and I would show this to some of my friends, and and they incorporated in their business. I got asked to speak at different you know seminars and small masterminds and larger masterminds. Before I knew it, I was all over the world talking about inventory management, and I realized that even though a, a seminar or a mastermind could be about a lot of different things, um, I had sellers bigger businesses than mine coming up to me and saying, Hey, this is a pain point for us. This is a problem that we deal with. You know, can you help us? Can you help us? And then I realized, uh, this is a, this is such a huge issue that no one really talks about because it's not cool ninja, awesome stuff to talk about. You know, yeah. um, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's complex and it's difficult. And, um, but if you can, if you can take the complexity and you can, you can, boil it down to something you can put in a program or on a spreadsheet, then it's not complex anymore. You just have to understand how to walk a product through seven steps and you're done. It's easy. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful that someone has systemized this, such a complex topic into something that, you know, regular user, that, user that's not so technical, technically savvy can actually use and implement in their own systems. Um, you mentioned that you wanted to share some wisdom with us today on this episode and um, I was just interested in hearing what it was.
Well, I have, um, what I can do is I can show the seven steps. Um, let me share my screen real quick. Sure. Okay, so this is the inventory boss, and um, it's our seven-step system. And the first thing that we that we do is we talk about balance because uh, inventory management is about balance. And one of the your uh, the people that follow you and, and every Amazon seller knows one of the biggest decisions you can make that will directly impact your bank account. It's when you click the button and wire tens of thousands of dollars on the other side of the country and the other side of the world, and that immediately goes out of your bank account. And that decision not only trains your bank account at the moment, but it determines uh, your cash flow in, in, in the future. You know, did I order enough? Did I order too much? And so the decisions you make are super important, and it's all about balance. What you want to do is you want to you balance between being overstocked in a, a product and, and tying up your operating capital and um, you know, paying excessive storage fees versus running out of stock, which will crush your momentum, your cash flow, and your listing just disappears. So it's, it's striking that proper balance that allows you to um, maintain the, your cash flow, but also preserve your operating capital. So that's what inventory management's about. Our seven-step uh, seven system looks like this. We have uh, something called a reorder point. There's two reasons why you run out of inventory. The first one is you blew it, okay? For whatever reason, you didn't order on time. And the second one is you, you ordered too little based on you know your, your trends. And so the reorder point's important. It's a simple math formula. In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach that today. And then the second step is to take your historical data that you get okay. from Seller Central. The Amazon API will give you 90 days of data. Seller Central, if you know where to find it, We'll give you two years of sales data, which is super important. Mm -hmm. And um, you want you want to capture your, your historical data. You want to clean it up. I'll show you. And I teach how to do that. And build a seasonality index of all your products, so you can see in, you know in what months mathematically how well they did. And so uh, the next one is learning how to forecast future demand. And I, I show three different ways to forecast uh, future sales. And then uh, the next step is. You know, once you figure out when to order and you can create a seasonality index and you can forecast, you need to add into your forecast manual adjustments. For example, mm -hmm. if you're going to um, have a lightning deal or you're going to do a coupon giveaway or you're going to do you know, any number of different things that you can plan for, you make manual adjustments to the months that you are planning those things so you can build out a, a really accurate forecast, not just based on your trends and seasonality, what you, what you intend to do as far as uh, promotions. And so manual adjustments are important. And then the next is um, what's called the EOQ. If anyone um, Googles you know, inventory management, typically it'll come up with something called the, the economic order quantity in a, a, a search. And um, what this does is it, it helps the seller balance the order size and how many times should I buy a year based on the cost of the order and um, the storage fees that are going to be implicated by the order. So this is a, a this is a, a formula that we use just to make sure that you're ordering the right amount. And then after that, we have um, consolidated shipping. Like I said earlier, we had you know different factories, different ports, and 
we needed to consolidate um, you know, between the factories that were shipping to a single port, we wanted to consolidate those orders so that we would have the correct container size and you know, save our money and maximize you know, our container space. So the horrible thing to do is to, to have an order that's just a little bit too big or too big for one size container, but then you're shipping you know, multiple cubic meters of air you know, for the same price. And so consolidated shipping's a huge part of this. And then warehouse balancing, balancing between um, what you have in your warehouse, like your freight forwarders warehouse, um, versus what you ship into FBA. And that's, you know, as you know, hugely important in Q4 when Amazon, you know, quadruples the storage fees. And so if you can know what your future forecast is gonna be based on these steps, then you'll know month to month in the future how much you should be sending into Amazon and really tighten up your numbers so that you're, you know, getting storage fees. So those are our seven steps. And the first one is uh, the reorder point. The, the reorder point, like I said, tells you um, when to order based on uh, how much you've got in stock. So if you've got uh, 5,000 units in your warehouse and maybe 3,000 units in Amazon, you know, when do you make another order based on your sales? And so that's one of the first things we're gonna teach today. Um, and, and that's something every seller needs to know, whether you have one product or a thousand, each product needs to have a reorder point. And so um, here's how it works. There's three steps to a reorder point. The first one is you need to figure out your lead time. And lead time's really simple. Um, I'm gonna assume like 70 days, and that would be from the minute you pick up the phone, you, mm -hmm. you send the WeChat, the Skype, the email, however you communicate with your factory. Um, the minute you send that order to the, the minute it becomes available in FBA, okay, not just arrives at the port, but when it becomes available, that's your lead time. And so you have to figure out what that is. Um, so it's, it's, you make the call, um, they tell you it's going to take 30 days to, 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 to build out your order. It's going to take maybe three days to get it to the port. It's going to sit on the port maybe for two or three days. It's going to get on a container ship and it's going to come over in 20 days or 23 days. Um, it's going to go through customs. It's going to sit in the warehouse and it's going to be shipped to Amazon. You calculate all that up. And in this example, I have 70 days. So the first thing is lead time. And that's what builds out lead time with all those different uh, variables. The next one is um, you need to figure out what your daily sales are going to be, your daily demand. Um, this is what's important about the seasonality of, of product and knowing when you're, um, what months you're ordering for. So if you're making an order in May, that's gonna arrive in September, that's gonna be part of your Q4 business, you need to know what your, you know, daily demand's gonna be during uh, the lead time. So, so you think, what are my daily sales? And let's say it's 100 a day. Then you determine um, what you want for safety stock. Now safety stock, right now is one of the biggest issues people are having here we're at the end of february right um because of the coronavirus a lot of people run out of inventory right now and it's directly related to an unknown event that is chewing up all of their sales so they have uh, a certain amount in, in storage they got a certain amount in fba and their mm -hmm. sales are going you know just like they they normally would um but their factories are closed and, and even if the factories are open they can't ship through different 
provinces to get to the ports. It's a, it's a mess. Right. Um, so safety stock is an issue that directly impacts whether you're going to run out of business. So uh, a lot of people are going to be paying a lot more attention to safety stock in the future because the coronavirus, um, you know, they're going to figure it out. It's going to run its course, but it's going to come back. This is, they're saying that this is a, this is a flu now that's probably going to come back every year. So a, a pro tip I would, I would give you is when you're making your money in December, make your, you make, make sure that your, your order is going to ship around the end of December, first part of January. Um, so that it's on the boat before the Chinese new year and on its way. Um, pro tip there. And so safety stock, that's what safety stock is. How many days of a buffer can I afford not to run out of stock? Um, I would say in orders that you're making um, close to the Chinese New Year's, you don't want 15 days, you want 35, 50, 60 days. Okay? Mm -hmm. So those are the three steps for the rover point. Now we take those three numbers, the 70 days, 100 units a day, and 15 days of safety stock, and we build out a simple formula, which is the reorder point equals your lead times, your lead time times your daily demand plus your safety stock. So let's see what that looks like. If our lead time is 70 days, mm -hmm. our daily demand is 100 days, our safety stock is 15 days, that 15 days is actually 15 times 100. So let's, let's look at the, the, the math. It's 70 uh, days times 100 units a day plus 15 days of safety stock at 100 units a day. Boils down to 7,000 plus 1,500 is 8,500 units. So what this tells you is when my combined stock between my, what I have in my warehouse and what I have in FBA, when the combined value of number of units hits 8,500 units, you need to order. And if, if you're late, then you might run out of stock. And so what you want to do is if, and here's another pro tip, if you're ordering this product around maybe another product, um, maybe you have a factory that's got um, your really big seller and you're making most of your ordering decisions based on a big seller, but um, you got some other units, vari variations or different products you're getting from that factory um, that might run out before you're ready to make your big order, um, your safety stock, you can make that 25 or 30 or 50 days. And, and you can really work with the safety stock based on whether it's your big seller with that factory or um, you know, what time of year you're buying. So, but, but whatever that, whatever, however this formula works out, when you get to 8,500 units, you need to make an order. And there's ways of setting up alerts um, for doing that. You can do it in Seller Central. And, uh, and there's ways to, to get flagged when it's time to make an order for a product. So that's the reorder point, the first step in our seven-step system. Uh, the, next, the next one is uh, data collection. And before you can work with numbers, um, and, and what I say, bake them into the cake of your forecast, because you're going to take numbers from that you get from Seller Central, your historical sales data, and you're going to use those numbers to determine your trends. Mm -hmm. And before you before you do that, you want to look at your data and say, okay, there were times when maybe I ran out of stock, or right now um, we have a coronavirus that's going to cause people to have a dip in their sales. That doesn't mean that that their trends were were, were going down. It meant that an outside event. Um, an unexpected event caused a dip. And so you want to clean up your data and get rid of the dips and spikes and smooth that data out so you can make a really good forecast. When you, so 
first thing you do is when you get your data is look at it, make sure there's no outliers. If there are, and you'll remember what caused them because you know, you're in the business say, Oh yeah, that, you know, we ran out of business or that was a lightning deal. We can't factor that into our trend. That was an event that we created. Um, and you smooth that out. And then once you have your data smoothed out, then you create what's called a seasonality index of the seasonality index. Well, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's math. Mm-hmm. But instead of just saying, you know, we, we typically sell maybe, you know, 70, you know, 75% more in, in Christmas time, you can look and say, wow, um, here are my numbers. And when you're, when you're forecasting, it's all math. You have to use math. And so a seasonality index not only allows you to look at it if you create a graph with it, but you can really see your numbers. And, you know, if, if I know a lot of people watch shows like Shark Tank and, and different things, and, and the, the people there, man, one thing they're interested in is knowing your numbers. And this is a perfect example of, of really understanding your numbers is building a seasonality index, either for a product by itself or a category of product or a catalog of products in a particular note, and understanding the seasonality so that when you're making purchases with your factory for an order that's not going to arrive for four months, that order is supposed to service um, a months in the future, you'll know based on um, your seasonality index what you need to work. So um, that's the next step. Uh, after that, we have forecasting. Forecasting, when you're forecasting future demand, um, what you're really doing, a lot of people think they're forecasting out you know, eight, nine months. What you're really doing is trying to figure out that um, one value. What's, what's based on my historical demand, What's month seven going to look like? What, you know, what can I expect? And so to do that, um, you, you start getting into the mathematics. Now, um, this is where a lot of people, they'll, they'll try to figure out income management. And I mean, this is where I was. And um, you, you go online and, and you look for, you know, how do I forecast my future sales? You open a book um, and you run something called a simple moving average. But when you, when you look at it, it looks like this. And people go, huh, I haven't seen that in 20 years. <laughs> All right, I saw that in the seventh grade. They see something called the weighted moving average, which I mostly use, and it looks like this. And, you know, at this point, people go, okay, I'm out of here. Um, and, you know, exponential smoothing, just the, the name of it sounds scary. Um, and, and this is what stops most people. Most people, and this is why no one teaches this stuff, because, you know, people teach to their strengths. People People are really good at SEO, teach ranking. People are really good at you know, optimizing the listing. They teach that or, or, or PPC or, or all these different things. But when you get to this, people go, ha, oh, gosh, I don't know what to do. Um, but you know, what, I, what I tell people is, you know, this looks scary, but it isn't. You know, God gave us mathematics, but Bill Gates gave us Excel. And so we can take, what, we can take these scary formulas and we can put them in a spreadsheet and not think about them ever again, but we need to know what they do. Right. So um, you can take the simple moving average and it's, it's coming up with numbers based on mathematical formulas that you don't ever have to look at again. You just have to know that they exist and what they do. Um, so, so you learn how to forecast future demand based on your historical data and you put the historical data in there, then you run the numbers and then it, it, it just spits out the answers for you. It's not hard once you get past that hump of, while there's a lot of math involved, um, it's not really that big a deal. So um, that's forecasting. The next one is manual adjustments. Now, like I said, 
Um, manual adjustments are important when you are going to control future events. For example, if you're going to have coupon giveaways or lightning deals or whatever it's going to be, um, or if you know that certain things are coming that aren't really seasonal. For example, Prime Day is a perfect example of an event that's going to occur. It's not season. It happens every year, but it's, it's something you have to adjust for because you know it's coming. It's an event. And if you're going to run a whole bunch of um, lightning deals or whatever you're going to do, you plan for that as a, a manual adjustment. And so events, you know, you can adjust them by units. Say, I'm going to sell an extra thousand units. So you plug that into your order. Or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what a lot of people find out is, you know what? Um, I'm getting crushed by competition right now. Uh, even though the trends up to this point are going one direction, if we have 20 new sellers selling the same thing, 20 new sellers that we didn't have last month, this is becoming, you know, difficult. And you adjust by percentage. You say, I think that actually our sales are going to go down a bit or up a bit um, based on a percentage value. Say if, you know, you know we're going to be, we're going to be 10% off. Uh, so we're going to do by, you know, 90% of what we would have done. Or we're going to be great. You know, we just, we just got our patent. We just got our patent and we're going to wipe out 30 guys. <clears throat> and so we're going to, our sales are going to go up by 50%. So you add a percentage basis. And, and so you need to be able to, to have the flexibility in your in your forecasting formula to um, either adjust by unit or by percentage. And the next one is called the EOQ. The EOQ, if, if you, like I said, if, if anyone Googles inventory management, they're typically gonna find the EOQ pops up. And the EOQ again is about balance. What what it what it, it does a lot of people make the mistake when they're and they're really trying to, you know, you know, figure out the formulas to make their inventory management decisions. What they try to do is use the EOQ, and I'll explain in a second, um, as a basis for their order size, which is the wrong thing to do. What it does is it just balances. It helps you, like I said in the beginning, everything's about balance. It balances the cost of your order, you can think your freight forwarders bill, versus your, your storage fees for that size of order um, based on your annual number. So we'll tell you basically, um, how many orders to have in a year and the size of the order. It's pretty awesome. But it's just kind of, it's, it's something that you use once you make your forecast and you, and you decide what your, um, all your, all the things I talked about, your, your, your seasonality and your events and everything like that. Once you have your order size, then you just make sure it's, it's in the range that the EOQ says is the best, most optimal order size. And so how this works, again, it's, you know, it's math, but it's, it's not scary math. When, when you look at it like this, you think, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm sure I flunked that in the eighth grade. But if you look at it, all it's asking for is a couple things. One, it wants to know what's your annual demand for this product? What's your order cost? You know, maybe it's 4,500 bucks to fill a container and put it on the boat and ship it over. Um, what's your annual storage cost per unit? You know, that could be, what, what's your FBA cost? And you have to factor the FBA cost um, for January through September, October, November, December, um, to make sure that you're getting that right. And then just plug in the numbers and let it work. Now, again, EOQ looks scary, but this is what it looks like in, in Excel. It's just a no-brainer. Once you have the formulas, then all you have to do is your, your data, which is easy to figure out, and it tells you the number. So it's really simple. Now, if you recall, the, um, like I said, this is just a, a, a backstop. This is something, if you're 
order comes in at 9,000 based on you know, what you want to do. You look at the EOQ and go, yeah, it's in the ballpark. That's, that's a great balance point. And then you move on. But the EOQ is just to, there to make sure that it's not too big or too little based on what's the most optimal size um, based on your numbers. So um, there's only two parts left, and this is the logistic parts. The, one is consolidated shipping, um, and uh, that's just a concept of making sure that you're, you're stuffing that container as full as you can, and you're, you're saving as, you're, you're making the best choice to have the best value for your shipping costs. And if you're doing a lot of shipping, this really adds up. So consolidation's a big deal. I, I, I teach how to do that. And then warehouse balancing. This is a really big deal. You know, on the left is, you know, that, that dark place where all your, your, your boxes are, yeah. um, scattered throughout LA's, you know, <laughs> wherever. Um, and then on the right, FBA. And so the question is, mm-hmm. at what point and how many do I, do I send? Because, in your warehouse, you should be paying a, a pallet fee. And so, you know, if you can stack, I don't know, 18, you know, cartons on a pallet and there's 50 boxes and, or, you know, 50 units in a carton, you know, you've got so many at, two, at 20 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month based on a pallet size. But when you take it over to FBA, as you know, you're being charged by the cubic foot for the product. And so, you know, it's, it can be 10 times as much in storage fees to send something to FBA so you really, if you know your numbers, then it's a simple thing of knowing how much to send in every month. And so all this, we have a, a, a program that we built that, that tells you based on your forecast, you know, it just tells you, you know, this month, send that much in. This month, send this much in. And you monitor it and make sure it's right. And um, warehouse balancing can save so much money in just storage fees. Most people, yeah. you know, when they're, when they're sourcing products or they're, they're thinking about the next thing to buy, they'll, they'll have a spreadsheet. And this, this spreadsheet is, it's different for everybody, um, but it basically has the same things. How much does it cost? How much does it cost to get here? Um, what am I going to wow. spend to send it into FBA? Um, all these things. And then they figure out at the end, I, I call it the acid bath. I would dunk the product in the acid and it, it pulled out and I made, you know, more than 30%. That was something to consider. Mm-hmm. And, um, where a lot of people, you know, they, they find themselves a year later into this product going, man, I thought I'd be making more money. Um, it's typically because their profits are bleeding out around the edges, like I said earlier, because they're, they're, they're running out of stock or they're, they're not balancing their warehouse right or, you know, they're ordering too much. And so um, I'm, I'm ending on balance because, you know, we started on balance. Balance is everything in before management. And when you're balancing, um, you know, the, 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 the cost of shipping versus cost of storage or, or, or whatever. This is where you find your, your profits um, through balancing your inventory um, because most people can't be profitable in the Amazon business, but if, if, they're, if they're missing a few steps on, the, on the, the logistics side or the forecasting side, the, the profits that they expect on a spreadsheet, if they're not finding them, typically it's, it's it's because they're, they're losing it in, in the, the logistics part of their business. And so, like I said, you, know, you can take a lot of seminars and learn awesome ninja cool stuff on how to get on the first page, how to rank, how to do all these things. But if you don't have an underlying foundation on how to run the business, you know, you're not going to realize the profits that you want to. And so that's, that's where this came about. We've got, um, we've got our program. Uh, it's called the Inventory Boss. And you can go to inventoryboss.com. And I... I teach this 
uh, um, the whole thing, you can learn it in two days. I give you 14 days to learn the whole thing. You've gone through it. Um, and uh, you, I could go in great detail. I take, I take my time. I take you by the hand. And I walk you through um, the math because you have to understand the math. You just don't have to figure it out each time. And um, I, I, I teach it like I had my mom sit next to me. And um, this is how you do it. And it's simple. Um, it's bite-sized. And once you're done, you really get it. And then, then you have time to use our software and see how it works. You can upload your, your information, all your data to create a database and run the program against it and see how amazing this truly can be as part of your business. And if you ever, ever thought about selling your business, my gosh, if you can say to a prospective buyer that's looking at 20 different businesses, hey, look, I know you're looking at a lot of different things out there, but let me tell you something. We've got systems, and I can teach you awesome. exactly how how our system works, that's the foundation of our, our, our growth. We can scale because we know how to run our numbers. We can, we know our numbers. And so if you ever thought of selling your business, man, you gotta get this part nailed. And of course, everyone wants to be as profitable as they can, um, but you can become more profitable on the current business that you have, the existing book of business you have, if you just tighten up your logistics and your information. So that's uh, what the Inventory Boss is. The, the training, the software. Um, and of course, if anyone has any questions, they can send me an email. I'm happy to, happy to chat with anybody. Brilliant. Michael, thank you for being our guest today and for sharing your wisdom about inventory management. Um, I know for sure that, you know, uh, most of the sellers who have um, scaled their business up to seven, eight, even nine figures, they all have systems in place. And inventory management mm -hmm. is one of the most overseen uh, processes that exist on Amazon FBA as a business. And a lot of people can actually use this knowledge to improve their uh, systems and make them make, make them more money, basically. So I'm pretty yeah. sure that whoever signs up for this 14, uh, you have a 14-day free trial uh, for anyone uh, who wants to learn about inventory management. And then there's this tool mm -hmm. that they can apply um, and use all this knowledge for their own advantage. So I would definitely warmly, warmly recommend it. Thank you. Um, thank you for being our guest. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, no, the, the, the best thing that uh, uh, any seller, regardless of your experience in Amazon, whether you have just one product or whether you have a thousand, you gotta get this figured out. And uh, True. If you, the sooner you do it, the better. So a lot of people say, well, I've only got two products. Awesome. Bake this into the cake of your business right now because you're going to grow. And if, you, if you'll bake this into the cake of your business at the very beginning, it, it's going to make all the difference in the world. I mean, the, 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 uh, just making a mistake and, and blowing it in your reorder point or not ordering enough. I've seen so many, I've talked to so many people said, yeah, and I've done it. You know, I did it in the early days. We're about to run of inventory. What do we do? We're gonna we're gonna make an order that's gonna cost five grand, but it's gonna cost us another five or six grand to put it on an airplane and ship it to FBA. And so exactly, just to stay in stock, people people spend so much money on express freight that you don't have to. You could you could take that extra freight and double the size of your order and put it on a boat. And um, and, and this once you get this baked into the cake of your business and it's it's running. 
Um, those, those things just don't happen. I mean, events do occur. The coronavirus is a disaster on a humanitarian level yeah. and, and also for Amazon sellers, which is a humanitarian level if, you know, if your income relies on your Amazon profits and you're out of inventory, yeah, it's a big deal. And yeah. so if you can get this, uh, I, I keep saying, but if you can get this baked into your business and just part of the foundation of your business, it's going to change everything forever. The, the cool thing about this is inventory management doesn't have a shelf life. Like a lot of um, strategies and hacks and ninja tactics, you know, they have a shelf life of, you know, maybe six months, maybe a year. Um, and then Amazon, you know, they, they, they're smarter than we are. They, they catch on and they wipe it out. Um, this is year in, year out. This will be with you for the balance of your business. And it's, it's a skill set that can't be taken away from you. Once you know it, you know it forever. And um, it's just, it, uh, it takes your business to the next level. You're, you're more of a pro um, when you, you just have your inventory nailed. So that's what the inventory boss does. It makes, makes you the inventory boss. Um, and that's what people want. That's what they need for sure. Couldn't agree more, especially because it's a skill set that you can also, it's a mindset you can also apply to your e-commerce website if you have it or other platforms as well. So um, the, the predictions are the same. You use the numbers uh, whenever they count, they come from. So basically you can apply the same skill set. Oh yeah. If you've got, if you've got a Shopify business or WooCommerce, wherever you know, if you're selling on other platforms, you're, you can take that data and plug it into the program because you're still buying from the same factory. You're just selling your sales come from different platforms. And so you have the ability to say, well, on Shopify, we sold this many um, on you know, whatever platform we sold this many and add that to your monthly sales. So you can still forecast your, the entirety of your business, not just your Amazon business. If you have other, um, other platforms to sell on. So we, we, we work that into our, into our program for sure. Brilliant. Um, Michael, thank you for being our guest today, and we're looking forward to inviting you over again sometime when some better times come for sellers. Um, <laughs> maybe. Well, um, it's been my it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.